It's time to know your soul. Are you seeking the you within? Has people pleasing stressed you out? It's time to find your light so you can share your entrepreneurial gifts with the world. Well, Red Rover on over. But the only thing you're breaking through is yourself. This is Soul Amplified. Are you ready? Hello, and welcome to the Soul Amplified podcast. I'm Vanessa Grace, your host. Today, I want to share something with you that I actually already recorded somewhere else. It is an Instagram live that I just did on shame, codependency, and how we can bring about bravery and bring about our very own light to heal our codependency and shed our shame and be brave in the process of healing the codependency so that we can share our light with the world. It was such a good um, Instagram live where I talked for about 20 minutes on this topic. I just knew that I had to share it with all of you because I know not all of you who listen to me here are also on my Instagram. So I hope you enjoy. Hi, everybody. So I'm glad that you are here and that you were patiently waiting for me to arrive to share with you about shame and codependency. Shame and codependency have a lot, um, you know, they have a lot of ways that they are intertwined and they have a lot of ways that one affects the other. Shame affecting codependency, codependency affecting shame. So let's get into the question of what is shame? How are they related? And how is shame holding back your healing in codependency? So first of all, shame and guilt are also highly intertwined. And I know that when I was going through my healing of codependency, I swear I had to hear it, I don't know, 10 times, 50 times to know what the different, what the difference was. It was um, a struggle for me to try and pull them apart in my mind because they felt the same to me. I didn't know how to distinguish them. And so you might also feel that way. So this is going to be helpful. So guilt is when you have done a behavior that is against maybe your moral code or something that you know to be right. Like you know what you should have done, but you went ahead and did something differently anyway. And then you feel guilty for that behavior but you still like yourself. You still um, appreciate yourself. You still find yourself a worthy person, but you know that you made a mistake. It's almost like you can forgive yourself for the guilt that you carry. Not everyone does forgive themselves for the guilt that they carry, but, um, but they can. It's like, it seems more possible. Shame is not just that you've done a behavior that is wrong or immoral in somebody's eyes, your eyes. Shame is when you yourself feel like you are wrong. Shame is when you feel like your existence um, doesn't have um, value or doesn't have worth. And that's a very, very big difference. How do you forgive yourself for existing? Oftentimes you have to go back and look at 
family history and the experiences that a person had in their family so that you can really understand how a person began to feel shame, this experience of I don't matter. There can be a lot of examples in very simple ways, not even, I mean, oftentimes people are going to think of outright abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse that made a person feel unworthy. But actually, shame can be bred in much simpler situations. It can be um, frequently having your caregiver, you know, your parent, not noticing something that's important to you. Um, eye contact is so important for a child's development. Eye contact to eye contact helps, helps that child be seen and be, um, it's almost like my existence is validated because you see me and not just, oh, I see your shape in your body and I, I know that you exist. That's like a passive, like I looked at you with my eyes. It's not just having your eyeballs on somebody that makes them be seen. It is looking at them and encompassing their entire person that makes them be seen. It's like, um, I look at you and I honor your value. And children need to be delighted in. Even if they're not doing anything productive, which is of course like not a lot of time because they're supposed to be playing. Play is the child's brain development and how they literally grow their mind and become who they are. And so looking at a child while they are playing or mommy, mommy, see me, daddy, daddy, see me and looking at them and be excited at whatever they are making. Sorry, I hit the camera with my foot. So being seen helps for shame to not develop. But if you don't have a lot of memories of being seen and feeling heard, um, and like they were really listening to you and what you were doing really mattered, even if it was outside of the scope of what your parent was doing, if you lacked that, you could have developed shame inside of you because it's this frequent message happening time and time again that, well, I approached you for attention and to show you what I thought was important, something that I was excited about, but you didn't share that excitement. And so now I wonder if I matter. And if that happens frequently enough, it can have this feeling of I don't matter. Now, shame can be an all-encompassing experience for a person, or there can just be little pockets of it. And when a person walks around with a lot of shame, that is going to end up, I don't know, like swallowing their self-perception. There can be self-esteem issues, and that can roll out into all sorts of other life issues with chronic health problems or mental health issues. I mean, we have deep-seated, ever-present self-esteem issues it, it's going to cause a lot of problems. It can You can think of somebody who maybe apologizes all the time, like they apologize five times in a conversation with you that only lasts a few minutes. There's probably a lot of shame involved in that person. And telling them that they don't need to apologize while you are being kind just reinforces that they are doing something wrong. When they are able to shed their shame, they will begin to um, stop apologizing for existing, which is essentially what that person is doing. And that's an extreme version or, you know, like a higher amount of shame in a person, likely. A lower amount of shame might be you generally have good self-esteem, 
but you run into a memory in your mind and then you're hit with this gross feeling in your stomach and you you feel your vibration drop, you feel your energy drop, you feel your whole body sink like, oh, and you know, everything just kind of slumps and goes down and you feel like kind of worthless in that moment about that memory and it's like it's like not knowing how to make yourself be okay with it and so that can be something that i would coin the term uh, or maybe i'm not coining that term but like a pocket of shame and you could have many pockets of shame and we can be very very good about like tying little bows around those pockets of shame and like shoving them into corners so that we don't know they exist because we try to avoid emotions that are uncomfortable right so that's what shame is. Now, how is it related to codependency? So in codependency, you are either working to receive approval and love from another person, or you are working to fix somebody else so that their circumstances will stop disrupting your life. Because if they are fixed, they will stop disrupting your life. And then you can finally be calm and experience happiness and joy in life and attempt to attain the places that you were trying to attain, right? And finally have a self because now they are taken care of because they have stopped disrupting you. And so when you are working to save that person and fix them, which is actually not your job, but that is an entire other talk, um... When you're trying to fix that person and you keep failing because they don't want to change, you can experience shame and feel like, I have failed at my job, there must be something wrong with me. Or when you um, are attempting to be helpful to other people and um, give up things that you want so that they have what they want in a bid to receive love and approval from them, so let's say you give things up or you like overextend yourself to be caring and giving, but then you still don't receive the love. Then you interpret that as being your fault that you haven't received the love and the approval from them. And so there must be something wrong with you. And both of those have histories in childhood um, problems which I think is beyond the scope of what I'm trying to do here. And we can save that for another talk and another video. So that's how shame and codependency are related because the experiences of being codependent, of trying to receive love and approval or fix someone so that you can finally live your life when they're fixed, reinforces the shame. And so you keep adding shame to the situation. Okay, now how is shame holding you back? How is shame holding you back from healing the codependent parts of yourself? Because being codependent is not your entire personality. It's one aspect of your personality that influences behaviors that you do and decisions that you make and thought processes that you have. And they are deeply ingrained belief systems, but they are not who you are. You are light. You are beauty. You are so magnificent. You cannot even imagine. And codependency has just been layered on top of that. And so your light is filtered through that codependency. I just want you to know that you are not the codependency. That is just one part of you that you are working on healing, which you can do. And so how is the shame holding you back and healing your codependency? 
when you are experiencing shame, the goal is to lock it down so that you don't have to feel the shame because it can be so overwhelming. And so all of the experiences that are related to that shame, you're trying to shove them down and not look at them. But in, in, when you hold it down and try and not look at it, it keeps it secret. And But things have to be brought out into the light so that you can look at them and understand them. And when you look at them and understand them and name them, you almost, it's like you're giving yourself back your power and you're giving yourself control because now you've looked at it and maybe it's as bad as you thought it was. Maybe it is as bad as you thought it was. I'm just going to say that because sometimes it is, but sometimes it's not. It just depends on what it is and who you are. There's so many factors that go into that. I can't even explain all of that right now, but you pull it out and maybe it's bad for a period of time while you look at it, but it gets better. If it's as bad as you thought it was going to be, it does get better. It'll just take more time. And if it's not as bad as you thought it was going to be, then you're like, oh, I can actually do that. But the construct of shame is that it keeps all of that locked down so you can't look at it because it seems so unimaginable. But when you rise above your shame and tell the shame that it's not going to control your life, then you can allow um, your bravery to come in forward. You can allow your bravery to be the one to lead the charge with what you're going to do. And then your bravery can allow the shame and what the shame is hiding to come out and be looked at the light of day. And then you have your power back and then you have your control back. And when you have your power back and when you have your control back, then you have a little bit more gumption to actually do the tasks that need to be done in the process of healing codependency. And codependency is all about self-care and setting boundaries and bravery and, um, Bravery and regaining control and regaining power are definitely involved in self-care and setting boundaries because oftentimes um, self-care requires saying no to something or saying yes to something that you weren't sure that you deserved. And setting boundaries definitely requires um, bravery because that person that you're scared to set the boundary with is probably going to um, kind of buck against you and press against you and get all levels of resistance to combative, like in everywhere in between. And so you being able to um, be brave and have your control and have your power to push back against the person who doesn't want you to set the boundary allows you to heal your codependency. So the shame keeps things locked down, but bravery allows them to come out so that you have your power and control back to do what you need to do to heal the codependency. If this information has been good for you, there are so many other things that I offer that can help you heal your codependency. And the one that I am most excited about right now is a one-hour masterclass that I have made. It's called Five Deep Truths About Codependency, How It's Hijacking Your Life and What You Can Do About It. I go into several people's stories about um, elements about how they healed their life and different aspects of it. I go through some major tenets of codependency, um, like bullet points, like this is a major element. Well, there's five of them, obviously, 
But then I, so it's like going across the surface of all of those five, but then I go deep into each and every single one. So you can connect your motivation to your behavior. And so you can see the string that creates the codependent behavior. Oftentimes we have so many codependent behaviors on the surface of our life that we do not recognize as being codependent and how they link back to that core of a codependency perspective and principles, kind of like the definition of codependency. And this masterclass helps you see what those are and pull them together. I pull together things that you might not expect to be codependent. And so there is some truth saying in this and ability to really look at what's going on. But when you go through the class and you can see what's really going on, and then I give you some really specific tools of things that can help you like, what do I do now? What do I do now that you've told me this information so that I can help heal myself? Because I want everybody to be healing from codependency. I want everybody to no longer be engaged in these patterns because they disempower you. And we need more empowered women in the world. We need more empowered women who are doing things that light them up. If you are healing your codependency and discovering what you love, and then you go chase that thing that you love, you are very likely going to be another light in the world. And our world needs more light. So then that lens of codependency that I talked about that's been hiding your light, that one won't be there anymore and your light can shine brighter. And I want to help you have your light shine. And this class, Five Deep Truths About Codependency, is one way that you can do that. You can check it out at soulamplified.org slash five deep truths. This class is $77, which I think is a totally reasonable price to get a whole hour of this information that can really help change your life. You just boop, put in your email address, and then the one-hour um, video class is sent right to your inbox. And so you can watch it whenever it is convenient for you. If you um, see something and you're like, I need to digest this for a minute, you can pause, you can come back to it. It's totally at your own pace. And if you want to sit down and binge it all in an hour and take notes, you can do that too. My mission with Soul Amplified is to help women peel back the layers of their codependency, heal them, and then go do the thing that lights them up because we need more points of light in this world bringing about beauty. You guys have been so amazing to be here with me and I look forward to seeing you at the class. My dear, go be amazing. Thanks for tuning in, Soul Sister. Do you want to hear from me more? Sign up for my Transforming Your Codependency text messages straight to your phone every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for inspiration and education. To sign up, text PEACE to 877-338-0875. To spread this message far and wide, screenshot listening to this podcast and share it on social media. Be sure to tag me. I love hearing how you're growing. Get Amplified.